down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. You said Cripperini? <laughs> oh, I didn't know what you said. I'm mad they said the Cripperini. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. A rare occurrence for this podcast, but second episode that we are recording this week. Uh, you know, just so much happening in this NBA season. And on the line with me is Nishant. What's up, man? Hey, dude. What's going on? We're, we're back at it. It's been a... Uh, I can't remember the last pod that we recorded, but, you know, we just... Uh, there's so much going on with this season and so many great storylines already. Um, I think right before, we kind of wanted to talk about some Eastern Conference teams and run-throughs and stuff. But then you came up with, like, a pretty cool idea, just, like, just today and i was like oh wow this is great uh if you want to like tell us about what's that topic yeah so um one of my favorite additions for the hoop collective is a small sample theater and so for this one i wanted to you know we've, we've had some great rookie play so far and so even though their careers are early i wanted to make some um big proclamations about how where we think the careers of people of the players on their first contract are and so that's pretty much any player drafted 2018 or later. And we know some of them have gotten contract extensions, but none of the contract extensions kick in until next year. And so I thought we'd uh, go through the list of players. We each pick 20. We don't know what the other person picked. And we're breaking them down into players we think can be Hall of Fame type players, all NBA players, all stars, and then everybody else that we think will stick around in the NBA for a long time. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was, like, it was a really cool idea. Um, and yeah, the, the class from this year, I mean, that is like the hard. It was like kind of the hardest one just because like we're projecting based on like 15 games of evidence. But, you know, you still kind of get glimpses sometimes, especially the special players you kind of know already. Um, I thought, yeah, it was just a cool concept to do. Uh, and there's just the way we organize the tiers. I think like the, the one you were saying, like, yeah, Hall of Fame, and I think like just some things I added to it was like Hall of Fame level like or class slash like MVP or a best player on a championship team. Because typically if you think about like the previous – these are like the upper echelon, right? Like a Hall of Fame player like or an MVP player can use usually like the best player on a championship team as well. So that – but similar, I had like the same tiers as you and man, it was hard to cut it down to 20. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's a lot of great players, and many of them will have long careers. I mostly, you know, chose uh, chose players that I enjoy watching, and I don't know if that's that was a good way of doing it. But I was like, these are players I enjoy watching. These are players that might slightly be under the radar. I mean, I think that it's it's obviously easy to talk about the top five draft picks from you know each of those uh, four drafts: 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. But I wanted to choose guys that we don't talk too much about uh, and and put them on the list. Some of them might be surprised you. Some of them surprised me. We'll see how it goes and see how much uh, concordance we actually have. Yeah. Um, you want to get it started? So who's in your first tier with the Hall of Fame list? All right. So I think some of uh, the most obvious player, which I would be extremely surprised if you don't have this, but Hall of Fame 2018 draft, Luka Doncic. There's not 
I mean, we've talked about him a lot. He's probably already on his way to the Hall of Fame. Will he win a championship? Will he be the best player on a championship team? Championship team? I think that's what he needs to solidify his Hall of Fame run. And I think it's easier for him to make it to the Hall of Fame. One, because he his international repertoire is already pretty solid. And we know that that's taken into account for the Hall of Fame. And he's a joy to watch. He's only getting better. Hopefully one of these off seasons he'll try to stay in shape so he doesn't have to like work into shape during the regular season. But I guess he... <laughs> He follows the James Harden model. So uh, <laughs> the next person on my list is someone who I didn't really project when when he came into the NBA uh, to, to, to make it on this list. But his leap from rookie year to sophomore year, which is John Morant, uh, it's just been incredible. Uh, he's he's kind of small, but his leaping ability kind of differentiates him. And although the Grizzlies haven't looked as good as they probably should with John Morant playing the way that he is, I think that if he, if some of those pieces around him, like Jaron Jackson, kind of get back to being right, the Grizzlies might be a, a, you know, a dynasty in the future. And so I think John Morant is the second person on my list. And the last one on my list, I only have three. And this is a guy that we're watching right now, 15 games in, maybe uh, I'm over projecting, but he has all the metrics and he's already the best player on his team. Will he ever win a championship? Probably not with this franchise, but I have Evan Mobley as my third guy. Um, he just does it all. He's a, he's already a defensive stopper. He can defend not just in the paint, but he can go out and defend guys like in the perimeter. He's fast enough to do that. He has a good offensive repertoire. I mean, he could shoot a three. He could get in the paint. And I don't think there's... I mean, he's going to continue to grow. He, he You can see that he has a fire of getting better. And so those are my three guys. I know maybe Evan Mobley 15 games in. I'm over projecting, but you can see already, you know, we're watching, we're watching the games right now. And yes, they're playing the Nets, but the Cavs are already down like 20 points in the first half without him after he uh, had his elbow injury. So I don't know. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, say I, the Mobley, Mobley love is just, uh, I mean, not just from you. It's like a pretty much a constant throughout. Everyone just loves this guy. Uh, and it's so rare to see a rookie affect winning the way he is um and that when he's out it's like his team is just a completely different team and collapsing um but yeah so with my list i had four players on this list two of them you same ones luca and john morant i think luca is the most obvious one there's really like nothing really i mean it's obvious he's gonna be a (laughs) <laughs> he, he, he like you know he's already an all nba first team player uh he's got like this the max like that the highest version of the super max extension you can get off the rookie deal you know he he's the best player he could be a best player on a championship team hall of famer that's that morant with that leap this year you know to me yeah now he's like hall of fame caliber he's gonna get that extension like luca did if he makes an all one of the all nba teams this year um the other, I actually had two other guys on this list, so. Can I guess? Who? <laughs> You're gonna have Trey Young on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, perhaps Zion Williamson. No, so I had Lamelo. Okay, fair enough. So you know that Lamelo Ball, I'm more convinced because uh, just because of his size. So he's a the lead ball handler on a team. 
pretty early on in his career. Like, I mean, he came off the bench at the beginning of the year last year for Charlotte. Then they just realized, like, yeah, like this guy's got to be playing over Devontae Graham. Like, um, <laughs> so lead ball handler on his team from day one. The size is there, the vision. The only thing that concerns me is like the shooting, which you know, yeah. I, I think he could get better at. But even if the shooting doesn't get to the level of say someone like a Trey Young or whatever, but he's always going to have like that playmaker. And I just love the fact that the size is he's always that's always going to be there. And then his effort is completely different than what we saw when he played for like the New Zealand team. You know, it's like <laughs> it seemed like he was just chucking up shots there. But it seemed like when he got to the NBA, now it's like he's under like a structured system. He's actually like trying. So, yeah. you know, Lamelo and the that Trey Young. You know, I was going back and forth. Is he All NBA? Like we know he's All NBA, All Star that level. But can he be this? And ultimately, you know, I was like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt after seeing what he did in the playoffs last year. Right when you, granted, the Hawks are off to the hottest start this year. And there's just something different about that team this year. Maybe they just have too many guys, and they got to like consolidate that team and trade some of those to like into a one-star kind of uh, trade. But I think the one thing that concerns me about Trey is the si- like the lack of size. So the opposite of Lamelo, right? Like how long is his career going to be? Just like we- and he's someone that we've already seen with the change rule changes. Refs aren't protecting him as much now. You know that's the one thing that worries me. But after that playoff run, I kind of just gave him the benefit of the doubt. Dude, I totally agree. I mean, I was on the fence with, with Trey as well. I ended up putting him into my all-NBA list rather than my Hall of Famers list. And I think the biggest reason is his defense. And that, that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the size. Um, the Eastern Conference didn't do a great job last year of picking on him uh, on, on the defensive side. But I think that... He needs too much coverage from the other four players for him to. Re- I mean, he he's gonna offensively be the best player on the team. On, on it could be a best player on the championship team, but you know if he's not getting those offensive calls like he isn't right now, and he's not positively impacting his team on the defensive end, I feel like I had to differentiate him. And and John Moran's not a big guy either, but the difference is John Moran's a lot more athletic, and so he can cover a lot of space on the defensive end. I mean, he's not gonna be able to. He's not like. He's not like Lamelo Ball, right? Like, or 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 uh, you know, or one of the other larger, like Kate Cunningham or something. He's not gonna be able to go in and guard like a power forward for a couple of possessions. Like John Moran's never gonna be that way. But Trey Young will have difficulties even guarding like a bigger shooting guard, and so that's why I put him on my All NBA list. And same thing with Lamelo. I have him on my All NBA list. And I think the big thing for Lamelo is his shooting, and I really think that. If he's like his brother, and he's like Lonzo, and he improves his shooting every year, I think he can definitely crack into the Hall of Fame list. He's got everything else. He's got the court vision. He's got the passing. He's got like the, like the, uh, like the pizzazz or like the, you know, the confidence of being a Hall of Famer NBA player, which I think is sometimes lacking. He's not. He's not passive. You know, Luca looks passive, but when he's playing on the court, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a dog. And I think Lamelo's got that, but I, I just put him on the lower list only because of that reason. Is I don't know where his shooting is at right now. To round out my uh, All NBA list, again, small sample size, even smaller for this guy, just because he was injured to start the season. But I have Cade Cunningham, you know, on on the list. Um, similar reasons, you know, he's got all the size. You can already see his court vision, 
and the last couple games that Detroit has played, he's already the guy that they go to at the end of games, and he's he's like he's like got it. And you know when he had the when him and when the Rockets and the Pistons played, and he was playing against Jalen Green, and Jalen Green was talking shit. Cade's like, nah, that doesn't bother me. Like you can already see he's got <laughs> yeah. this maturity to his he's game. He's just like, oh, it's and like, like fake beef. <laughs> like I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's not. It, it's almost like uh, he's so mature and he, he has so much confidence in his own game. He's like, I don't I don't get frazzled by guys like this. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, like like Tim Duncan or something like that. And that like he's very calm, and you know, like it's like Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, Kate Cunningham and Shailen Green. This is probably like you know small sample size, but like that that rivalry of coming in the league around the same time, and you got the one guy who like talks a lot. Great great player, but. You got the other guy who's like more cool and composed, and that's Cade to me. And then the last guy on my list, and this is a, this is probably an over exaggeration after watching him play a little bit more this year, and uh, and probably he ends up on all of our on all of our Instagram feeds because of the commentators always kind of nutting about how uh, how his play is. But the leap that Miles Bridges took this year, I think that if he continues this trajectory. Um, you probably don't even have him on your list, but no, I, I do, so I do, fun. just not on this all like all NBA level. I think he's just so much fun to watch. I think he's <laughs> he's a, he's he's a good defender. He's not he's not Mikhail, but he's a good defender. He's he's clearly built his offensive game a lot more. I thought when he came into the league, he was just going to be this guy that can rim run and play some good defense, and you know, like is okay at three pointers. But like he's he's gotten off the dribble game now. He's clearly a great compliment to uh, Lamelo, and so maybe this is wishful thinking. I'm, I'm, and he kind of bet on himself, which I really, really like. He didn't take the contract this year. He's like, you know what? I'm better than that. And now he's probably got himself like an extra forty million dollars just from the first, you know, fifteen games or whatever. And so uh, that's my top. That's my four in the All NBA. It's Trey Young, Miles Bridges, Lamelo, and Kate Cunningham. Nice. So yeah, I mean, Miles, and and yeah, he's just perfect for that Charlotte announcer. I think his name is Eric Collins. The way he just like goes off, and he's like, <laughs> and then the best is when Terry Rozier. He's like, oh Terry, like, and then the hum diddly d, like, oh man, yeah, hum diddly d. <laughs> Between Lamelo and Miles Bridges, oh man, it's just so fun watching Charlotte broadcast. So. The All-NBA guys I had, so Evan Mobley, we already talked about him. I also had Cade, um, you know, just the size and then his all-around play. The other guys, so I had SGA as an All-NBA guy. Wow. Um, so I think eventually, right, I mean, SGA's got it. Like, every year he's only getting better. It just sucks that last year OKC basically, like, is tank Because of tanking, they sat him. And didn't let him play and, like, you know, finish out the season. So we don't get to see as SGA as much as we want. But I think you were pointing this out to me. Like, before they, like, tanked last year or just started sitting out guys like Horford, SGA, their record was not that bad. Like, they were hovering around 500. And it was yeah. all – and SGA, like, this guy, I mean, if he was in a, be- a different type of situation, he could at least be, like, the second-best player on a – Maybe if not a, just not just a playoff team, I think he could be like a second best player on like a conference finalist, like that mm. level. Like he's he's got the size, lead ball handler, 
His three-pointer is only getting better. Now he's making like these sidestep threes, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Like, I didn't know he had that. So he's like showing me stuff, and I was like, man, he's the only thing that's not going to let him make all NBA is the fact that he plays for OKC. But yeah. I think that talent-wise, that's that's what he is. He's like an all-NBA guy. Another guy that I put on here, maybe this is just uh, a little over-enthusiastic, is I had Anthony Edwards as an all-NBA player. So, similarly, I think being on Minnesota, that's gonna what's going to stop him. Like, being on a losing team is what's going to stop him from making an all-NBA pl- uh, team. But I don't think he's a losing player. It's just that if you watch them, like, D'Lo is not a winning player. And um, I think you and me both, we listened to the mismatch. And it was just like they were talking about that one possession where – Cats just like you know walking to the other side of the court like when Anthony Edwards has the ball and you know they were not KOC was just shitting on Cat for it and it's just like it's unfortunate that he's surrounded by guys like that Cat Cat and D'Lo who don't seem like fully bought into the winning culture but I think Edwards himself has like a talent to be an All NBA guy do you think he he is he has that talent I, you know I I uh, I interpret it the other way I think this uh, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, it's D'Lo's job to be the guy that makes sure that there's not this like your turn, my turn kind of situation. And I think Anthony Edwards wants to be the best player. What I don't love about his game is that he seems like a guy that would be good on a bad team. And that's not because he's a losing mentality. Like good, good stats, but I think bad, he needs bad team guy. Yeah, like I think he needs the ball a lot. He's not the most efficient guy. You know, those are things that can improve. I think he'll be in the NBA for a long time. I'm worried a little bit uh, that he's like a more aggressive version of Andrew Wiggins, and oh. that, that's going to sound really, really bad. And Minnesota is going to hate Classic, me for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and Minnesota pick again. <laughs> well, Minnesota is going to hate me for pick it. Wiggins, but yeah. Well, he just needs to get traded, traded to the war, a version of the Warriors then. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Wiggins is finally like, in his role, he can be really good. And so I did have Anthony Edwards on my list, but I had him in like the, the guys that'll be in the NBA for a long time. And I, I you might be right. It might be Cat. Wait, so not, even, not make... even like the tier below, like All-Star? You don't think Edwards is All-Star? I think he might be able to make an all an all star or two just based on his numbers. Like has but like I'm wor- before this year, right? The way I see him, um, it's like Zach Levine, right? Think about it. Like up until last year, I feel like that this exactly how we view Zach Levine. It's like yeah, Zach, and Zach Levine wasn't this good of a scorer at like his the set in his second season, but and then last year we're like uh, Levine finally made his first all star just. You know, his scoring was just too good that eventually you couldn't leave him out. But then you realize, like, when you surround Zach with, like, guys, like, who pass the ball, like, Lonzo, Caruso, like, getting some actual point guards, and then a secondary scorer, like, DeRozan, and then a big guy, like, Vucevic, like, yeah, like, you know, it's hard to build, like, the perfect team. But I realized, like, half of most of the NBA these guys it's like what situation they're in they're in like but obviously but like guys edwards, like luca will do well wherever but i think yeah what are you gonna say about edwards i was gonna say like Ed- edwards has like yes like d is not like edwards is not playing with who zach levine was playing with 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 uh on the bulls right like he has a guy who's a former number one pick he's a guy who's a former number two pick he's got a guy who's made an all-star team already like he has 
yes, there's a lot of flaws in the Minnesota Minnesota roster, but like it does have front end talent, and like the fact that they're barely in the hunt for number ten in the Western Conference. I think the thing that rubbed me the wrong way was when they were playing the Warriors. I think last week, and Edwards is like, "I'm gonna drop 50," and like what I want, what I wanted my guys that I had on the list for like All NBA, you know, All Star, Hall of Famers, or guys who would be like, "We're gonna win this game," right? Like, I want guys that are gonna positively impact winning, and I think Edwards probably will make All Star at some point, but I'm worried that he's too. He wants to be the greatest for himself. But I don't think like that necessarily translates to like wins, and I think that's the problem with him is that he wants to get his stats, and that's why it's like his turn, my turn. What I was hoping this year that we would see is that he would become a better facilitator, right? Like he would get Cat more involved, and he, they they've had a whole season and a little bit to play with each other, and I'm not seeing that progress as compared to like you know some of the other guys that I have on the list that have been making consistent progress. I probably am too low on Anthony Edwards, and that's probably recency bias. But、uh, he's gonna have a long career in the NBA. He he probably will make All Star. I just I just can't、uh, I just couldn't elevate him to the level that you did. Yeah, I, he's he's gonna be one of those guys that we're gonna it, like his career is just gonna be interesting to follow、um, based on who stays in Minnesota, who leaves, if they eventually decide, you know, Cat is maybe like or Cat asks out. And then they decide, like, all right, we'll start to build around Edwards. You know, it's going to be interesting to watch.、Uh, But he's fun as hell to watch. He yeah, is, he is and he's a fun, to watch. A fun, a fun ass interview too. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely But, top. He's already, he's already in the at the the post game interview Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just so funny. His interviews are amazing.、Uh, and then I so I had one other guy on this like All NBA list, and this is just purely. He's talented, and I mean, we kind of you brought up his name already, Zion, right? Like he's got、yeah. the talent for it. We already know, like he, he's like gonna be the. He could be. I don't know if he could be the best player on a championship team, just given like his. I'm hoping he finally comes down from 300 pounds at some point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's like whether he wants it enough, whether like he can stay healthy. Those are the questions, which is why. I mean, if those questions weren't there, then you know he's on this the most uppermost tier with like Luca and such.、Um, all NBA talent. I'm just hoping you know he really doesn't sign that extension with New Orleans and just signs that qualifying offer and then comes to the Knicks so that we can finally see him on a big stage. That would be a lot of. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. I'm. I too am worried about his health. That's why I put him on the All Star list. He's. I think he's like. Can, if he strings together a couple of healthy seasons, he's definitely gonna be an All Star. I didn't put him on the All NBA list because I'm worried that he's not going to be able to be healthy enough during the course of a season. Like he's already got so many injuries piled up that I think he's always going to be a guy who plays 50 to 60 games, and that's going to limit his ability to be at least All NBA first team. He might be able to make All NBA second team or third team. The other thing that I'm like really worried about is that does he have the wrong people in his ear, right? I mean. It it makes sense that he's upset with New Orleans. We already know New Orleans、uh, management hasn't always been the best at putting together a team that's talented, and they did some silly moves this off season by letting Lonzo go. And <laughs> I, I think that there's there's clearly some frustration he has. Yeah. But like he's got to come and like even if he's frustrated and he's injured, like 
you can't be you can't come in 300 pounds you like <laughs> you, there's just like some professionalism things that he needs to do and the because of that i knocked him just, down it's just too good Maybe he needs to get out of New Orleans because the food is too good. Yeah, that that might be it. But he's got to learn how to say no. Are, yeah, which he can't. He's but he's got the prize smile. You know, he's got all the tellings. Like if he can stay healthy, which is a big, big, big if, which I don't think he can throughout the course of his career. Uh, you know, then then I can definitely see him All NBA MVP. I just can't see him staying healthy and motivated, right? Like, I think that he has yeah. all the physical talent, but does he have the mental fortitude to improve his game year in and year, year out? I don't know yet. The jury's, the jury's still out. The other two all-star guys that I have on here. Wait, wait, so wait, uh, quick question. Um, for All-NBA, did you not have Trey Young then? You didn't talk I did, about yeah, so. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, I had Trey Young. <laughs> I was like, wait, Trey did Young you not think Trey Young is, not that I'm like some Trey Young, like, Loyalist or something, but I was like, wait, you don't think Trey Young's an All NBA guy? No, Trey Trey Young would be a Hall of Famer MVP if like he could just defend a little bit. I mean, he's 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 obviously having a rough beginning of the season, but uh, I would be stupid to not put him as All NBA after he embarrassed my Knicks last playoffs. So who'd you have for All NBA again? Just a... so I had Trey Young, Miles Bridges, uh, Lamelo, and Cade. Lamelo. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So and then I guess then... just to round out. My all NBA guys are SGA, Zion, Edwards, Mobley, and Cunningham. And okay. then yes, yeah, big list. Yeah, so I already have nine guys. But then this this next section was like the longest for me, like all star. But uh, I'll let yeah, you just get uh, you go first. I think there'll be this this list will probably be long <laughs> for both of us. So I'm gonna start with 2018, and uh, I have two guys. Uh, uh, that I think in a different era they probably could have been uh, two guys in a different era probably could have been even better one is DeAndre Ayton I think it's, he's like 20 years too late for his game he already looks like he belongs in the 90s just like his appearance um, I think he's definitely going to break into the all. Uh, just, just how he played last playoffs shows me that he has the capacity to be an all-star, and I'm kind of rooting for him. I don't. I'm kind of. Uh, I can feel for him that he didn't get the extension that he wanted. I don't know if that's going to fraction his relationship with the Suns, but he's actually quite a fun watch. Um, even though his game is really old school, I like like and enjoy watching him play and his post moves are actually quite refined for what I would expect you know from a from a young player and so he's the first guy on my list second guy on my list um, is RJ Barrett and this is probably a little bit of wishful thinking but he's made a lot of progress since he came into the NBA um, he's he's already a pretty good defensive player like he's the Knicks stopper and the Knicks arguably last year had a decent defense and so I'm hopeful that you know, RJ Barrett is uh, is able to continue to elevate his game, be a little bit more of an on-ball attacker. He's really good at attacking the rim when he has the ball, but he's not so good at like finding his own jump shots. And so, hopefully, he can expand that game. His uh, his catch and shoot three pointers are actually quite accurate. Um, so, if for my for my own benefits, I hope that he's able to be a consistent <laughs> All Star player. Speaking into existence. Um, <laughs> Yeah, speak it into existence. Hope, hope for it, and it'll happen. Next guy <laughs> on my list is Zion, uh, and we already talked a lot about him, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna belabor it too much. Um, the next guy on my list 
is Scotty Barnes. I think we, me and you were texting when the draft happened and Scotty Barnes got taken. He got taken fourth, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. He got the taken Raptors. fourth and we were both like, what the, what the hell is going on? Like, we were, we were all on like the... the Everyone thought know, it was going to be Suggs. J- Jalen Suggs train. And now you're looking at like early, early mock drafts, the one that you sent me today. And like Suggs is not even in the top Suggs 10. Suggs went 10. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like so, so, so sad. But Scotty Barnes is like already a great defensive player his 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 size is his is awesome his presence on the court for toronto is already measurable i mean they've had a lot of injuries uh siakam hasn't played i think adnobi has been out uh a little bit and so the fact that he's he's already getting some some uh good basketball play and it's looking like he's a positive contributor i'm not i would not be surprised if he ends up being the best player on the Raptors when I thought it was going to be Siakam of the current Raptors team. I think he might end up being the best player. So he's the next guy on my list. Another guy on my list, um, which, you know, I, I had him in the every, everyone else list, but after this discussion, I'll probably elevate him as Anthony Edwards. I think he has the opportunity of uh, opportunity to be a great, great, great player. He just, I think, uh, either needs the right people around him or he needs to change his mindset and look to be a guy who's willing to fill a need rather than the guy who's going to get his. Next next couple guys on this list uh, I have are guys that... I, it's probably too early to tell if they're going to be all-stars, but I like watching them play, so I kind of put them on the list. One of them is, uh, one of them is Tyler Hero. And I don't know if he'll ever make All Star. I think he might be the prime next person to take I over. I mean, he should be on the year. same uh, same level as Luca and Trey Young, right? As he said. Yeah, yeah, in his brain, yeah, yeah. For sure. For so I sure. thought you would have put him in the same categories. I should have put him as I should have put him as MVP. That's my mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, but Tyler Hero is a lot of fun to watch. He's a lot of fun to watch, and. I don't know. Are you getting shades of like he could be the next if he's willing to accept the role? He could be the next person, like the next Lou Williams, you know, the next Jamal Crawford, uh, the, this the, the guy, like you know, the next all, best best sixth man, like comes in instant spark. Do you think like that could be Tyler here? I don't. And and in doing so, he might make an All Star too. He won't be a perennial All Star player, but like you know, fill this need of like instant offense because. That's what I am kind of envisioning him as. His ceiling is obviously way higher than that, but I think like in my brain that like, that's his like linear path as like this guy who's going to be the sixth man of the year on a team that can you know do really well in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. If he accepts that role, I mean he is the way he's playing this year, and a lot of times he's closing games, right? So yeah, you may not start, but if you're, it's about like oh, does the coach trust you to close? Which he is a lot of times. Uh, and if he accepts this role, I mean, this could be like, you know, over exaggeration, but what's stopping him from being like, you know, Manu Ginobili, um, kind of thing. That's like, right. That could be like his, his apex, right? If we're projecting him is Ginobili, where on a championship team, he, which the Heat could have be the way they are playing. He's that guy who comes in sixth man, instant offense. And he's like got like all the tools to be a great scorer now if he just improves his defense and like you said accepts that yeah may not start or i'm not gonna start 
but I'm going to close if I play good defense. You know, he that's that's what I envision for him is Ginobili. I mean, that can be like a little too too uh, enthusiastic when projecting, but you know, I think that's his ceiling. Yeah, and then the, I only have one other guy on my list, and this is the guy, and this is the reason why I think Suggs is struggling so much because nobody thought that Cole Anthony was going to take this lead. He's he's uh, he's small. He's undersized. I think he was punished a lot in uh, last like last year because he just wasn't able to pick up to the pace of the NBA. Like he just needed that extra year. But he worked on his game a lot, and he looks great. Um, again, he's in a shitty situation being on a losing franchise. But uh, the, the Magic have a lot of have a ton of young pieces, and I wish somebody could just go there and help them figure it out i mean they have a lot i mean they have a lot of potential talent yeah and cool anthony seems like the only one that's been able to harness some of that potential talent i feel like all the other guys on their team are like wasted talent they just have a log jam at like everything right it's like it's like they have point guards and they have centers (laughs) like it's like at point yeah they got markel fultz cole anthony Jalen Suggs and then this guy that no one talks about RJ Hampton like yeah. they all play the same position and they can only play two of them at once and then at center they they got like um, who do you call Bamba and Wendell now they play them both at, like they start them both but technically they play the same position and you know when you're a losing team or like a team that doesn't really have any playoff aspirations you could just like do what experiment with lineups and just play these guys see who like you said who breaks out and stick with them but yeah i think their team you know like they have and then they have these interesting wings like they have isaac who is hurt unfortunately and then you know that and then now franz wagner he looks like he could be a guy who sticks around he actually looks better than Suggs. he looks like the better yeah and yeah. that's why I kind of wish they might have been a team that should have either taken Giddy or Kaminga. Because then, now without Isaac, they have like a, a wing in Kaminga. And then you like have like more of a team. Like you got Anthony, and maybe you start Anthony at Fultz when he comes back. And then you play Franz Wagner and Kaminga as the wings. And then you start one of Bamba and, or Wendell. That is like more of a team, but I, you know, at the draft time, Suggs was like the guy with the highest potential. He's coming off that great NCAA March Madness run, so you had to take him, especially after the Raptors passed him. But, or I think if the Raptors did take Suggs, Scotty Barnes would have been a great fit on the Magic. It's crazy. It's like you see two franchises that were kind of middling for a while in Atlanta and in in Orlando and you see difference in philosophy right like Atlanta was clearly targeting certain positions and certain guys and maybe over what what at the time people thought like maybe over drafted in a guy like you know Hunter or like a guy like Herder and but but like in in their brain it was making sense like why they were picking this guy and they were trying to fill a need as compared to the Magic who fall and this is common in the NBA or in, in major sports in general it's like you know, get the guy that's the most talent and get the highest talent guy off the board. But sometimes that just doesn't make sense. And then your talent, especially in a sport like basketball where only five guys are on the court at the same time, like these guys coming off the bench, like their 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 potential gets wasted and then they don't even become a good trade asset. And so um, I think that's what's happening. But I think even in spite of that, Cole Anthony is 
balling right now, man. He's balling. And so <laughs> his I, confidence. I, I just and you know, like you as we were talking about, like you know, people with good post game pressers, like he's one of those guys, right? Um, he's um, he's the so only Pat- one that can say Mombamba in the future. <laughs> oh man, the, the the after the win over the Jazz, you know, that on court interview was just like him going like facts, facts, and the way he was just like Mombamba. <laughs> oh man, that was too good. So that's my list. My list is uh, Aiton, Barrett, Zion, Scotty Barnes, Anthony Edwards, Tyler Hero, and Cole Anthony. For the the All Stars ones. For the All Stars. So the guys I had for the All Stars. So some of the same ones. I had Aiton. I had um, Tyler Hero. Um, then I had Scotty Barnes as well. Then, you know, I had Miles Bridges here, just one level below where you had him. But yeah, given that leap that he's taken this year, you know, I think he's definitely an all-star talent. Then the two other guys that I had, so one, Jalen Green. Um, I think this guy will make an all-star, if anything, at least from like fan votes at some point, given just how exciting he is, the athleticism, like the dunks he's having, or just his, the audacity of his some of his attempts like this guy's just insane it's almost like a young vince carter so it's yeah. almost like you know he's he's gonna win the fan votes for all stars especially like as he gets more recognition hopefully the rockets like win some more games if tillman fertita will let them <laughs> but um and you know i that's what i love about green yeah he, he doesn't have the iq of Cade, or maybe not the all-around game of like an Evan Mobley at that size but man his uh his he, he'll at least be a great scorer at green at some point um, yeah I think I left him off the list because I left him off the list completely because like oh, just, I felt like for him it's just no, no no not that I just felt like it's too as compared to those other guys he's shown flashes of being athletic but outside of that I don't think he's shown me enough to like really have it was more of like a I need more information to really put him on the list more than more than I don't believe in his talent. I think yeah. he just he seems like a really, really exciting player, but is it like that's all he is? I don't know. It's 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 very early projections, but I think it's the same way, like, you know, if we're gonna give Cade the benefit of the doubt, um, to be like the like an all NBA guy at some point, I think you gotta at least like project Jalen's athleticism will at least kind of get him some all-star nods at some point yeah but he's such a poor shooter right now i mean and a poor decision maker i mean like uh yes well, you're right like his athleticism will get him somewhere but like yeah you know you can't you can't be a poor decision maker and a and a, well, and a maybe if the rockets, high volume uh, shooter if the rockets surrounded some, with some better veterans as- well he's got john wall as a mentor <laughs> As a mentor on how to uh, collect collect the collect the checks and sit out games. <laughs> yeah, dude, forty million. <laughs> and then I had one more guy, and man, this is just again wish, wishful thinking, and it's uh, one of our favorites, MPJ. <laughs> so, um, all right, we know MPJ. Like, if healthy, he, this guy's all star talent. Like, we saw this in last year. Um, you know, for the most part, he was healthy. And then we saw that he could actually produce in a winning situation. Ah, man, one of my regrets, those that the Nuggets for like eight games last year, like after they got Gordon, and they would roll out this lineup of Jamal, Barton, 
MPJ, Aaron Gordon, because he finally like started playing the minutes that Millsap was playing, and Jokic. Oh, oh man, that was like a that was like a like one of those lineups that you create in two K, and you're just like, all right, what's the best like five that complements each other? And like it's everyone's like a pretty good player, and that's what the Nuggets had. And man, they were. I was like, this is the perfect team. I was like, I think this team can win the West. And then Jamal goes down, but it's like they had the lead point guard, the two wings, or sorry, like three, three wings, Barton, um, MPJ, and and then they added Gordon. You had like the defensive wing in Gordon, the scoring guys in MPJ and Barton, and then Jokic obviously was MVP. Ah, man, I think that team could have won the West, but. Now we see MPJ is down again with an injury, but yeah, I think the injury is why I left him off off my list. Is because we knew the the reason why he fell. He was the fifteenth fifteenth overall pick, and the reason why he fell to fifteen is because of his back issues in college, right? And so, if if he had had any other injury right now, other than a back injury, which is what he has, I would have felt a lot more confident, but. The fact that it's that same back, right? Yeah. Same back injury. Back injuries are always a pain in the ass because it's not like you can do an operation on it. You just kind of have to rehab it. And uh, do you think this is going to sound kind of, uh, and I I really don't hope this for him, but do you think MPJ is going to be like the new generation? Oh, not Greg Oden because I think he'll, he'll, he'll definitely be better than Greg Oden. Greg Oden also had back injuries, but I was thinking someone like Brandon Roy, who's like this guy that has so much talent like as he, MPJ's already shown that he's talented um, but like just can't stay on the court and has to maybe retire early because of back it's, issues like yeah very very possible I mean the back is you know something it just I mean this guy's like only what 21 22 he's had like multiple back surgeries already and now he's got another back injury now which the Nuggets say you know doesn't need surgery but yeah you're worried that you know he that he's doesn't seem like it's gonna be something that goes away and it's just like one of those like ticking time bombs that you just hope he doesn't suffer a serious injury and something but i i don't see this guy having a like uh 13 15 year career i think you're you'd be lucky if you can get you know at least through his this contract extension that they gave him which is the full max and that surprised a lot of people but i hope i hope they put protections for injury on there especially for like they specified like you know the back because then if it was like a pre-existing injury kind of like what the Sixers did with Joel on yeah. his um, rookie extension I really hope the Nuggets have some protection there but the talent is there man I mean I agree with you we love watching him I mean we talk about him all the time and we talk about yeah. or at least I talk about how like I was so annoyed because we we've been watching him since college and I was so annoyed that his college career was cut short. He had all the hype from high school, right? He was, wasn't he ranked number one out of high school? And then obviously in college had all of his issues. And yeah. then I wanted the Knicks to get him. And obviously the Knicks passed on him and he ended up going to the Nuggets. And I was like, what the heck? Like the Nuggets already had a pretty good team at the time. And then they got him. And and then once he started playing and he was like so impactful, right? Like even just from the time he got into the starting lineup, he was already an impact player. I would have definitely had him on the list on, on maybe even higher list. He could he has a talent to be an all NBA player. I just am worried that his career similar to Zion, but uh, you know, Zion I think has a lot of other hype around him that MPJ didn't have, but I think similar to Zion, I'm just worried about the longevity of their career and that's why I don't have them on the list. Have him on the list. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's this is just purely like hoping and you know. I wish it too. It, l- let's let's be honest. Like if he if he doesn't have injuries, like this guy can be KD, right? Like at least from a scoring yeah. standpoint, like he's got that same height, like that smooth jump shot, can pull up from wherever, three levels of scoring, like. But yeah, I mean that's just uh something you gotta live with. The injuries are part of the game. So I think I've so I put four in my All NBA or sorry the MB Hall of Fame class, five in the All NBA, and then six in the All Star. So that's fifteen. So I got five for the last class. And then how about you? So yeah, I had three in the Hall of Fame MVP, uh, four in the All NBA. And then seven. So I've I've done fourteen so far. So I got I got six six more guys um, on my list. All right, let's go through it one by one and then see if like um, you you go first and I'll let you know if like they're on my list or not. Yeah, these are probably the most. Uh, these are probably the ones that we were less like least likely to correspond. Well, I, I, there Just... there is one guy I'll, I'll say off the bat that you already mentioned, um, R.J. Barrett. I have him on this this list. So okay, um, yeah. That was my wishful thinking to move him up to All Star. <laughs> but yeah, who uh, who else do you have? So I got uh, Mikhail Bridges. I think we already see that he's like the prototypical three and D guy. has has a little bit of other growth in his game. But I think as as for a guy who's going to be a long time contributor role player, I think he's already building that in his repertoire. So I think that. Uh, he definitely makes a list. He's not the flashiest guy in terms of, I mean, he, he can dunk and he can get up there, but he really understands his role. And I think a key to the Sun's success is that he understands his role. I, yep, I got Bridge, uh, Mikel Bridges too. I mean, we saw it with the, we already know, right? Here's, he's shown it. He's the start, he could play a starting or role player on a championship level team. Like the Suns made the finals. He was like, I guess he, yeah, he was their fourth best player. Like after Book, Paul, and Bayton, like it was, he was their fourth most important player. Fills in all the gaps, three and D, um, and he just plays like the perfect role. Um, I could definitely, he's gonna stick around. He's gonna be like a starting player, like in this league. And and arguably, the 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 franchise values him more than they value Aiton, right? Like the fact that he got a, granted, Aiton wanted a full max extension, but the fact that Mikael Bridges was able to get the extension done and Aiton was not. Does show does show that you know the Suns see the value in him. The next guy I got on this list is purely think I think he's gonna be our generation's you know Tony Allen or you know like Gary Payton or something. Maybe not Gary Payton, like Tony Gary Allen. Payton this, Mati- Gary Payton the second. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, Gary Payton the second. Arguably the the, mit, the mitten as they call him. Uh, maybe may, may, maybe maybe after being a journeyman, he'll stick around the NBA for a little while. But. I got Matisse Thybul on this list, and Ooh. I know his offensive game is like um, is is not progressing as well as we 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 think it should. But defensively, I mean, he's arguably the best on-ball defender, or at least in the top five on-ball defenders already. And I think that that quality will help him stay in the NBA for a long time. And I think you know if he were to be paired with a guy like let's say Trey Young, someone who needs who can who can carry his offensive load, um, but needs that cover assist on you know like the the coverage on defense where he can get to two guys. This guy's got a huge wingspan. He can cover a large portion of the court. He can guard slightly bigger guys. His frame is still you know kind of small, but 
I think that Matisse Thibault is going to be in the league for a long time because of his defense, and it's already elite-level defense. So Next guy. What, uh, do you have him on yeah. your list? I doubt No, it. I did not have Thibault, but now, man, yeah, that, that, he was a tough cutoff. He was one of those guys that I had um, listed, but I had to, like, take him out. But, yeah, this is where you're really, like, when he has be, like, 20, it's like, man, I wish I could do 25, but you just have to, like, cut down someone. <laughs> And I think I started I started going for guys who are and you'll see the rest of my list. It's it's mostly these defensive guys because um, I think you can, in, in my opinion, I think you can teach an offensive game. Like I think maybe they're never going to be as great shooters tell, as tell Steph and KD. <laughs> well, if if you're willing to learn offensively, then I think you could develop an offensive game, right? If you're not so boneheaded <laughs> that you know you do everything right. But the rest of these guys I have on the list are all more defensive inclined than offensively inclined and that's why i i uh i think that they'll stick around in the nba for a long time and they could be solid contributors to teams i kind of left out guys that have high offensive upside intentionally and so i'll go through the rest of them pretty quickly but i got danny avdia next i've liked him since the draft so this is kind of like a, he's he's kind of like a weak spot for me i've liked him for the draft uh, he's really, really, really coming into his own this year after having a lot of injury last year. And he's a solid contributor right now for the Wizards when Beal isn't playing like, you know, normal Beal. And so I think, I think if he can, he's already defensively really good. I think his offensive game it went, back when he was uh, in Europe was a lot, a lot better. And so he just needs to catch up the pace of the NBA. Next, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. He's kind of had a really bad slide. I feel like the hype for him when he first started playing was so high. And then he had a couple of injuries and he's just not made it back to like that level of player. But I think he has all the talent and uh, the frame and size and speed to be a good player. Next guy I have is a guy that unfortunately is stuck on a shitty team and he had a lot of hype early on in his rookie year but has kind of died down. I still think his defensively uh, has the potential to be one of the best point guard defenders. That's Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Hopefully he made your list. Uh, we, talk about, we talked about him a lot last year. Uh, and similarly, like Tyrese Halliburton, I hope this next guy who's defensively amazing develops an offensive game uh, at some point, but Davion Mitchell, man, that guy's a dog on defense. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah. already, he's small too. Like he's not the biggest guy. I don't know how yeah. he does it. He's like, he's like just stronger. There's gotta be something he does. Cause he's like, Kings, just another team that just loves to pile up guards and like not like but, worry about building a team. They're just like, let's just stack players. And they're like wasting these guys. Like these two guys are like, so they have so much talent, but like, they're gonna always be behind, you know, Fox, and so like their their upside is kind of limited at this point. But I hope that they can break out of there, and I think that if they do, they have the skill set defensively to be around in the NBA for a long time. And then was that the last one? That's my list. Yeah, those are the six. Yeah. So um, we talked about RJ Barrett, and then the next guy I had, Jaron Jackson Jr. Or sorry, we talked about Barrett and Mikel Bridges. So I also had Jaron Jackson Jr. But yeah, similarly, I think when this guy first came in his rookie year, I think we were just all so taken aback by how he's good at making threes. Um, and we're like, oh yeah, this guy's like a 
power forward, but look how well he shoots threes. And we just assumed he could do like the stuff that a normal big man can do <laughs> um, for, at a high level. But then, yeah, you look at it and like his, I mean, it's unfortunate that he suffered the injury when he did. Um, but he's only averaging five rebounds a game. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, you're, he's like, I know he, there's like Steven Adams in the middle before it was Valanciunas. So he's like more to the outside. But, you know, he's got, if you're the starting power forward slash like, uh, backup five like you know when they that he's got to average more than five rebounds like I know they want you to play out in the perimeter but that's just like one thing that it's just been shocking to me how he doesn't rebound the ball at all so there's got to be more aggression there so that's what's probably holding him back from going to like the next level which is like all-star um, so Barrett Jackson Bridges I also had Halliburton um, I just hope that they can create or get rid of this logjam of guards in Sacramento. And they tried. Tra- trade Halliburton. Like, I think he would actually be great on Philly if they he was part of a Simmons package. Because um, he could be that defensive guard. He can make threes. And then you pair him with, like, a big man like Joel. Man, I would love to see Halliburton on Philly. And then the last guy I had on here, and he was a late addition... But I've been impressed by him, and that's Darius Garland. Um, mm. He, I think he's been given some more freedom now that Sexton has been is out for the year, so he's the lead guard. But what's really freed him up is Rubio. <laughs> so, so Ricky Rubio, like I know you, he just killed your Knicks the other night with that. <laughs> he, he he was playing like Clay Thompson with the way he was shooting threes, Rubio that night at MSG, but. I realized like Garland, he could be the lead guard, but he can also play off the ball. And like if Rubio is like the uh, handling and running the offense, Garland can play off of that and still be successful. And then I saw him running like sets with like Mobley or Jared Allen. He, him and Allen had this like nice combo, like pick and roll combo. I was like, all right, like Garland's showing me some things here. And I'm I'm, like curious to see. So like, I mean, Sexton, he didn't sign an extension. He's in the last year of his rookie deal, and now it's unfortunate that he suffered this injury. So I wonder if ca- the Cavs will bring Sexton back on a reduced or like a probably not. He probably won't get the contract that he wants because of this injury now. So does Cleveland bring him back or like trade him? I'm curious to see where they go with like this Sexton Garland, the famous Sexland combo that no one talks about. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious what's gonna happen. Uh, but That's yeah, that's crazy. Was, that, you know, I... Gar- Garland is a that's a sneaky pick I, I haven't been you know I've been too mesmerized by Mobley to really understand any of the other players and I if, if you had asked me 12 months ago would I choose Sexton or Garland to start a franchise with I would say neither but if I had to choose one um, I would have said Sexton so it's like it's may- maybe he was being maybe Garland was being overshadowed and I need to do a better job watching watching their team because you know uh, I always thought Garland was like a not a great uh, on-ball decision maker, meaning like he he's like he can play as a point guard, but he's not like got those got the intangibles of being the guy who's gonna get the ball whipped around for a successful offensive team. But maybe maybe that's because Sexton was the one driving, uh, you know, the Cleveland offense for so many so many of those possessions. And now that Garland has the flexibility, he's he's doing it. Or is he truly a two guard, and that's why he needs Rubio around and. And in that case, I don't know if like if he's a two guard, if he's 
good enough at shooting for him to be like a mainstay player. I don't know. It, what do you think? I, I think I think what I liked about Garland is like the versatility. Like I was saying, so I think he could do both. Um, okay. The one thing that scares me about Garland is the size. Like, not the tallest He's guy. Small. And if you choose to play him as your two guard, you know, you're giving up a lot of size there. Um, but, I mean, he's th- the defense will be a question, but I think offense, like, the versatility has been really good. It seems like I haven't checked the exact numbers, but just like eye test, it seems like, you know, his like shooting is, like, more refined now. And so that's what's really impressed me about Garland. I mean, he's now, like, it's funny, right, like, how quickly these rookie deals cut uh, and like you think four years when he draft these guys, but yeah, after this season, like Garland's up for his extension, right? So it's like, what's Cleveland gonna do there? Um, I think you know they 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 have a team, right? They have. You thought we couldn't play Mobley and Allen together. Now you know you can. That 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 could definitely work, given that Allen can be like the bruising center inside, and Mobley has like the perimeter or the mid range game. So that could definitely work. <laughs> but then it's like, I think if I were them, I would try to ship Markkinen because you forget Markkinen's there too. Oh my god, I forgot he's there. <laughs> you gotta like attach Markkinen or Sexton with. Does he play? Uh, who? I feel like Markkinen. I have like Markkinen's I feel been like hurt the too. The few games that I've he's seen, been, I okay. All right. he, I think either he got hurt or I think he had he was on the COVID list. But okay. I think you gotta sh- attach one of them to Kevin <laughs> Kevin Love to entice a team to take him. <laughs> so. I mean, they still got Okoro as well. Like they yeah, got so exactly. many young guys. That's I think their team could be like Rubio, Garland, Okoro, Mobley, Allen as like you know the starting five, which I think could work. Um, but yeah, some guys that just quickly that I had to like cut off like my first three that didn't make the list: DeAndre Hunter. Um, oh man, you know. He's he, the only same. He keeps getting hurt. Just got hurt again. A wrist injury. He's gonna be out for like a month or two. Then I had to oh, one of this. This one hurt. I had to leave Kevin Herter off this list. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the red. He's just like he. He was the reason why. I mean, he was one of the biggest name, biggest yeah, reasons yeah. why Atlanta got as far as they did. Yeah, and I love the contract. I think his value is like really good. Like four years, sixty or something. I think that's a good, great contract contract and then um the last guy tyrese maxi had to leave him out um, oh really dude he's been, been so good he's been so <laughs> yeah. good he's he's like, almost this... not he's almost making us not miss ben simmons yeah i was like man this is exactly what sixers wanted from like simmons like his level of aggression is just so good and it's like i i think if i if we had to do the same list in a year i could see like maxi i think maxi will definitely make it it's just we just got to see like how he does this year, but man, that was a hard one to leave out too. I was like debating between Maxi and Garland, but I think I just want to see Maxi do it for some more time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are the similar guys that I was thinking of, and then you know, another wishful thinking is like a guy like small guy like Emmanuel quickly can stay in the league for a long time. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he's got like the swagger to him. Obviously, he's a Knicks player, so I watch him a lot, but. Um, he's part of that bench mob that every every night brings it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even tonight losing to Magic until the freaking bench stays in the game in the fourth quarter. I, I don't think the Knicks <laughs> ever finish with their starters because their starters are really bad together. So yeah, um, the net rating great, on man. their team between the the uh, starters and the bench is just like incredible. <laughs> 
it's uh it's too much it's too much but this is crazy man like we we just been i don't think i can't remember the last time where we've had this much excitement about the young guys like these are all guys that are like not even in their second contract yet and the future is so bright for the nba and i think that's one of the reasons why like the nba is a lot feels a lot more competitive is because like all these young guys are actually pretty good and so the fact that they're pretty good makes us like makes makes it more even obviously the top guys are the top dogs but i feel like makes me want to watch on a night in and night out basis because like these guys are actually fun to watch it's it's incredible i think like when we were doing this list you were like oh should we also keep a list of like uh G League battles like yo dude I think if we're just doing 20 there's like gonna be too many guys just for these first couple of classes that I think we won't be able to fit everyone <laughs> we'll do it we'll do it next time the, the biggest disappointments of the last five years <laughs> oh man that's gonna be a yeah a good list but uh yeah this was this is fun this is a good good uh good topic that you pick it's always fun it's always fun sh- shooting the shit with you man <laughs> Well, this is a good pod. Uh, probably one of our longer ones. Wow, we almost uh, hit the hour mark, or we did hit the hour mark. Uh, but just can't wait to keep watching these games, and then like we'll probably do like another one just to like check in with how teams are progressing. I think the other thing that we wanted to do, like the Eastern Conference or the West, of run through is something like you know maybe another 15, 20 games. We'll have, we're about like halfway through the season already, so that'll be yeah, a good time. I think post holiday season will be a good time because. It's hard yeah. to evaluate some teams right now because of like the injuries that they've had and I kind of like guys like Middleton, LeBron, like until they come play, which is why I kind of wanted to defer is until they come play, I, we can't really have a good opinion of like the standings right now. The standings are the way that they are, but is that a figment of like some of these really great teams having COVID related complications? Like you could see the Sixers are taking a slide now. So hopefully another 15 games gives us a good representation of what the NBA really should look like. Yep, can't wait to keep watching. Well, I think All we'll right, probably dude. sign off on this pod, but till next time. Have a good one. All right.